0: Additional terms and conditions apply. I'm Michelle, recovering yeller, control freak, and perfectionist. I didn't want to be a connected parent, but my strong and smart oldest daughter would not succumb to my bribes, threats, and manipulations. After years of control parenting, I threw it all out and started over. I doubled down on the idea of connective parenting and turned in time out for time in. It's taken me years to figure out how to unknot sticky situations without using punishments but I've finally cracked the code and now I can help you create the relationship with your child that you dreamt of having when you first decided to become a parent. It's not easy letting go of star charts and bribes, but you can change. Listen in as we interview parents just like us who found success and hear from experts who will help us better understand how to form a deep bond with our children. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with a lovely Instagram follower and member of our community, Jennifer, and she has come on to graciously tell us how this kind of parenting has changed the way in which she parents and maybe the way in which she kind of looks at herself and her own nuclear family and just give us her story. So hi, Jennifer. Thanks for being here. Um, Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. This is exciting and nerve-wracking all in one. It's very easy. We're just going to have a conversation. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you and how many kids do you have and anything
1: else you'd like us to know? Okay. So I um, am 44 years old. I live in Sacramento now. I used to live in Los Angeles for a long time. I have two kids. I had a surprise pregnancy at the age of 42. So I now have an almost two-year-old and an almost six-year-old and I work full-time in corporate America. So I have a very demanding job and very demanding kids and a very demanding third kid I'd like to call my husband. So... (laughs) That's good. well, good for you. you so you have a little one at home, too. That's so lovely. Yeah. That's
0: great. Yeah. So what's one thing that's going well for you in your world right now?
1: Right now, I would have to say that it is my one and a half year old finally really sleeping through the night <laughs> because he, unlike my daughter, who was super, super good at sleeping and naps and everything, and I got her on a good routine from I think she started sleeping through the night like week nine. We had to ferberize him at month eight. He's a handful. So the fact that I'm getting regular sleep today yeah. <laughs> is so exciting because then I can function a little bit better at the office too. So yeah. I'm a nicer human lately because of the increased sleep.
0: <laughs> not sleeping is torture. I always thought not sleeping is just complete torture. And when you're
1: not sleeping, how can you do anything right? You it, just seriously. Yep. That's why I I never really enjoyed the newborn phase with both my children because I'm miserable without sleep. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Me too.
0: I guess for me in my world, what's going well is that my kids are seemingly happy, even though this online stuff has been difficult. They seem to be managing okay. So I'm happy about that because it's not an easy time these children are going through and being home all day and in their rooms and on their computers and...
1: We're doing okay. Just knock on one, we're doing okay. My daughter keeps saying, mommy, when is this virus going to go away that everybody (laughs) keeps talking about? (laughs) I don't know, honey. Hopefully 2021, maybe next year we'll be back to somewhat of a normal. So it's just really challenging, I think, for us adults as well as the littles. So why don't
0: you tell us? how this method or how Peace and Parenting or how Conscious Parenting has helped you, How maybe how you got here, what you've really noticed, anything that you tell those people out there who are just starting,
1: like, what do you want to tell them? I would say my journey to kind of your Instagram. I'm trying to remember how I found you, but I remember listening to a podcast, And just feeling like, oh, there is hope out there, right? Because I was kind of just coming unhinged at all levels. And there was something about kid number two that really challenged me beyond anything I've ever thought. And I really started to unravel a little bit after I had my son last year. So it was through kind of exploring through my own healing journey. I started diving a little bit into some more therapy work and also started working with a coach when I had a little bit of postpartum with my son. I had it really bad with my daughter, but my son, it was better. So I thought, oh, I'm doing fine. But I noticed I started yelling at my daughter more. You know, obviously it was a huge transition for her with welcoming a little brother that we weren't planning for. So the dynamic of the house started to really shift and I wasn't prepared for that. So as I started to explore kind of how I was getting triggered and angry, and then to be honest, I started drinking too much. And the wine consumption got to a point where my husband actually said like, hey, put it down. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, do you really need that extra glass? And you know, you look at him like, don't even say anything. Don't take it from me. when I started really looking at, oh my gosh, I am now using wine to deal with my children at night. And yeah. so that's I when I think found- Jennifer, I don't think you're alone at all. Yeah. Well, I- the more I'm exploring this, it's really common right now, especially with the pandemic. I'm seeing this huge influx of sober mom clubs. And I'm like, that's genius. Because I think the casual way we look at these memes with moms drinking nonstop it's not funny. And you can't parent well, if you're intoxicated and we don't have alcohol
0: in the house, we're, you know, an alcohol free house. And I just couldn't do it either a hungover yeah. or B intoxicated because it's just too hard to do, but you get to a place where it's unmanageable and you need to numb out. And there's, you know, you feel like there's nowhere to go. I mean, I yeah. felt that
1: way. But yeah, so then when I found your page and I listened to the first podcast, it wasn't the very first podcast, but it was one that was linked somewhere. It just really landed so well for me because it coupled with my own self-healing I was doing with some inner child's wounds. You know, I came from a family that was very controlling, dominated, and I wasn't allowed to express myself, be seen, be heard. So as I started diving further into that, I thought, wow, this is really why now I'm noticing my daughter is triggering me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it just kept kind of unfolding. And what I love about your style and all the content you're doing is it's just, one, it was refreshing to know there is another way to parent. And two, as I started to do it, oh my gosh, my daughter and I have become so much closer. I mean... I'm going to try and not get emotional on this, but it's been really, really nice. The moments we're having together and it just reminds you, this is why I wanted to be a parent. That's right. This is why it's all worth it. It's the connection part, which
0: was never emphasized in my own upbringing. And I know so many of us grew up in a society that never put emphasis on connection. The emphasis was always on behavior. Yeah. Behave this way. And that's how you were noted as a good parent or a bad parent is if you had kids that behave. Behave, As opposed to feeling that when you feel that connection, then you're like, oh, this is worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is so worth it. And I never felt that until Esme was sick. And that's Brooke, my daughter's almost six now, too. And, you know, as she started to mature, and then I've been very transparent with her when I started some of my own stuff, and I would catch myself, you know, either telling her to be quiet or don't act like that, or, you know, some of the things I'm learning are not the most helpful things to say to a child. I've now started apologizing to her, like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And I've noticed. That if she sees me kind of being flawed and recognizing it and apologizing for it, it's like this melts away all this kind of like tension and defense mechanisms and anger or crying. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, that's all I had to do was kind of be a vulnerable human, too. Yeah. And you're teaching her that there is no such thing as perfection,
0: because I think when we grow up being part of a control family, Mm -hmm. the idea is that a child needs to be perfect. Yeah. And if you're not perfect, you're going to be shamed or blamed or punished because of your imperfection. Mm -hmm. And for you to tell her you're imperfect and that you messed up too, is just giving her permission to be imperfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like so many good lessons in those apologies and then being vulnerable and all of that because you're modeling a good apology, but you're also modeling that we're all flawed.
1: Yeah, And that's
0: okay to be flawed and no one's gonna punish you for being flawed and no one's going to shame you for that. So what an incredible lesson. I attribute all of the major shifts and changes in my parenting to Hand in Hand and Patty Whitfler. I could not have achieved the inroads to more connection with Esme and Pia without the Hand in Hand parenting approach. I owe this method and my sanity to their tools. That's why I've become an affiliate partner of Hand in Hand Parenting. Purchasing their products using my affiliate link directly supports this little podcast at no extra cost to you. I recommend the Listening to Children digital booklet set to all of my clients. It perfectly explains the listening tools and has been something I constantly return to myself. These tools are the heart of what I've learned myself and what I teach my clients. If you go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting, you can order them and also support this podcast in the process. So go to handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner, forward slash Peace and Parenting, and learn the essence of connective parenting while also supporting the Peace and Parenting podcast. I will also put the link in the show notes.
1: I'm working on it. (laughs) You're doing it. It sounds like you're really doing it. Yeah, the self-awareness is definitely there. But I think I even commented recently on a post you did because you talked about when the friends started fighting or something with your daughter. You know, she's in kindergarten and she came home from camp and, oh, you know, this girl said this, this, and this to me. And instantly, right, you want to puff your chest and protect your child and make things better and solve it. And I really had to stop myself in the moment, but I did, you know, still say a couple things like, well, if she's not nice to you, stand up for yourself, right? And so I laughed when your post was... The next day exactly about that <laughs> i'm like yeah, should have seen this last night
0: <laughs> you'll have another opportunity oh, you I'm definitely sure. <laughs> will because it will come up again i've done the same thing the only reason i think i know some of this stuff is because i've done it wrong that's how we learn and yeah. so my pia came to me years ago with that you know the same kind of thing and they all will right someone's yeah. being mean to me this and, that, and i'm like well you tell her well, she cannot be mean to you. You are not gonna say, I am not gonna play with you anymore. And then she would come home the next day and I said, Did you tell her? And she'd say, No, I didn't do
1: it. And so she couldn't fulfill my adult request. And so yes. then she stopped talking to me about it. Exactly. And that's what I feared. So after I saw your post, I followed up with her when I picked her up yesterday. I'm like, hey, how did it go with you know your friend today? And what was so cool is she walked me through how they kind of made up. She said, we sat down to play this new game and she started to kind of boss me around. And then I made a suggestion and she kind of said, okay. And then she helped me find my toy and we were back to playing. And I'm like, you didn't even need me for this. <laughs> so right. Was- well, and that's the thing is that it's not
0: that they need us or don't need, you know what they need us for? Moral support. That's yes. really what they need us for more than anything. They don't need us to teach them a lesson or tell them how to talk to people or you know, all these things that we want to impart because we know all these things. Yeah. They just yeah. need us to be their conciliary. They need us to sit next to their side and be there.
1: Yeah. And I laugh when you say that, because I just went through last year a life coach school, just as a passion project, because I was trying to better myself. And one of the biggest things that came out of that was just hold space for them, right? Like for anybody, a client, And I took that into my parenting and some of your lessons and some of your content. I'm like, oh my gosh, my daughter just wants me to hold space for her. And the minute that clicked, it's like meltdowns have been disappearing. You know, like she's not as angry as I noticed her. She's expressing a lot of emotion lately. And I just noticed she's managing it a lot better if I just sit there and listen. And I'm like, holy shit, why didn't somebody tell me this like four years ago? (laughs) It's so easy to listen. Yeah. It's so So easy to listen. So what do you think? What are the top one or two things that have been the most impactful you think that? I think for me and my household, it's definitely been one, listening. Two, validating big emotions because that one, is still a sensitive topic for me because I was invalidated my entire life. So the minute I started doing that too, just kind of validating it, I get that that's tough. I hear you, you know, that does suck. Mommy would be upset too, right? Like even just saying that back to her, it's like diffused. So that's been a big one. And then I think I even told you too, when we spoke earlier was like, My biggest thing is because I call it, I don't know if it's the witching hour, whatever people call it. Get home from work to cooking dinner, baths, you know, that whole routine. It used to be so painful. And I used to look at it like, oh God, it's the dreaded, you know, nighttime routine. Here we go again. And so I kind of would walk into it with that mindset. And so I shifted my mindset, first of all. And more importantly, I started playing with my children. Like we have this nightly dance party now. Oh. OMG, it is so fun. We laugh, we play, we hug, we're on the ground together. And I, it literally is like now my favorite time of the evening. And prior to that, I was looking at like I hated the evenings and needed to numb out with wine. <laughs> yeah. And <now> like... <laughs> Dancing with my children, having a blast and loving on them. And it's just, it's so great. It's just evolved so nicely. And just from making small adjustments to like, I haven't really dive. Like I made a list of some of your podcasts. I wanted to go back and listen to based on the titles. So I'm excited to get to them. But even just doing some subtle changes has made huge progress in the trajectory of all this. I'm like, this is amazing. This is so good. I, I so agree. I think that
0: empathy piece is like one of the biggest, if people can get that, if they can yeah. validate their child's feelings. And I think the other part of it is too, is like validating your own feeling, saying it's okay to not like parenting. It's okay to not want to play. It's okay to not do it perfectly and to screw up and to validate your own feelings. And then to be able to tell your child, I understand how you feel. I'm here and I'm not going to fix it or tell you how you shouldn't feel that way or give you reasons why, you know, you could feel some different way. I'm just going to be here. If you can do that
1: one thing, I think that is like golden. It's so true because even as adults, we just want to be heard and respected. Right. And so I just feel like I can see that in my daughter's eyes when I just go, I get it. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. she's seen and heard. Just imagine if you had someone
0: that always held space for you as a kid. I know. I'm like, Please, could somebody go back and do that for me? Please. I want <laughs> that so bad. And it's like, <laughs> I just need it for my soul. But imagine growing up with that. And that's yeah. what you're giving your kids. And
1: they're going to give their kids that because it's going to be second nature to them. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for me, because part of why I started to explore this and go down this path is I just felt so sad. Like, I don't want my children to get to 40 years old and feel like, oh, I wish I could be seen and heard. Right. So to break this like, you know, generational cycle, quote unquote, like that was my number one goal is to just provide for them this space to feel loved and supported regardless yeah. and give them that unconditional love that I think we all long for. Yeah, It's actually a lot simpler than I thought it was going to be. And that's why I'm excited. And that's why I want to keep doing this work because not only will my kids benefit from this, but me personally, I'm evolving and I'm becoming kinder. And I mean, people, some of my colleagues even said it the other day, like, gosh, why are you being nice today? <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> it's the new me, 2021. Yeah.
0: It's true. Yeah. I think I got softer too. I really found, I always thought of myself as like a harsh kind of person. And I think when I started this work, I'm like, I found who I really was and that I am mm. a sweet, loving person. I was just hiding below all this stuff, my own childhood and not being seen and heard. And then being so bogged down with the parenting stuff on top of it. I think I just wasn't myself.
1: Yeah. I really believe beyond society, right. But the conditioning and the stuff that gets thrown at us from kids, from our parents, families, everything. And then we get grown up and we're like, what is my beliefs? Like, who am I? And you start to really evaluate like what you've taken in and then you can start tossing the bullshit, right? Like that's how I've been looking at it. It's like, Nope, that's no longer serving me. I'm dumping it in the trash. Yeah. And really, like, what are your values? I keep thinking
0: about that too. Like, what are my values? What do I want my children to have and be and exist in? Do I want them to be straight A students and, you know, be well behaved and, you know, be overachieving and do all these activities? And if you asked me 10 years ago, I would say, yes, I want all that. Now, if you ask me, I don't care about any of that. I just want them to be well-adjusted, self-confident, and to be, feel seen and heard and to be happy. Yes. A million times. yes. (laughs) And it's like the other stuff, which is interesting, will all come. Yeah. If you have the basics, if you have the, you know, the self-esteem and the internal wherewithal, the rest of the stuff is just icing and it will all come when it needs to. And maybe it won't come the way you think it should, you know? Maybe your kid won't get great grades and won't do anything. And then all of a sudden when they're 27, they'll find themselves and maybe that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just letting go of this like traditional way that we think we should be.
1: Yep. No, that's so true. Cause my daughter was saying something the other day with, you know, she's been, I guess at school, they've been talking about what they want to be when they grow up. Right. And so for me, this is a really big trigger point because I was not allowed to be what I wanted to be right my entire life. So I'm treading lightly with this topic. And I said, oh, you know, what have you explored? Like, what do you find fun? And, you know, so I'm trying to be so supportive because I feel like this is such an opportunity for me to allow her to express herself and experiment and make up her own mind, right? Instead of me forcing and projecting my expectations on her. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was a business major
0: in college until my senior year because that's what I was told to do, yeah. And I, yeah, that's what I, do. yeah. And I don't have a business bone in my body. I, don't, <laughs> I got a D in accounting. I mean, there's no way I could have been a, and I wanted to be an architect and I never did it because I was yep. told it wasn't a good job. Yep.
1: Same, same, same. Yep. yep. My parents, now I'll just be a parenting coach, everybody. <laughs> and look how wonderfully aligned that is, right? Like, Eventually. I mean, it makes sense.
0: You know, in my 40s, I figured it out, but it took me that long. Let's hope our kids get to figure it out in their 20s. Exactly. That is my goal. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anything else you want to tell our beautiful audience or encourage
1: our people to do or any parting words of wisdom? My parting words of wisdom would be if you find yourself stuck, right? meaning in autopilot every night, the same kind of groundhog day experience, because that's where I was at. And then, you know, start putting in the wine in me. Every day became a blur, right? And if you find yourself in that position, I would just encourage people to get curious, start to look at how you're experiencing life with your kids, right? So I was looking at that almost like an obligation or a burden. And it really, I, once I started to get curious and evaluate what I was doing and how I was participating with them and all these things, it really took me on this wonderful, wonderful path of growth and healing and connection with my children. And I just, I'm so, so, so thankful for you and your content and just putting this out there because a lot of people are so unaware, right? You're blind to this. And you don't even know there's another option out there. And so you just kind of keep trucking along, get up, go to work, do what you need to do with the kids, go to bed, get up. And it just, there's no fun in that. And so I'm just having so much more fun today than I was six months ago. So I'm just static about that. So get curious. That would be my
0: parting word. I like that. I love it. I think everyone should get curious. And I think I was a teacher and a high school counselor, and had a master's degree in education, and was the babysitter, and thought I was like pretty well versed in kids,
1: yeah. and
0: I knew nothing. And th- I think that's where the passion I have for this comes from. Is like if I didn't know, and
1: you didn't know, so many people don't know. Every parent, every mom, and again, I say this from my feelings. I'm about five months sober now, by the way, which Good is for you amazing. I never thought, because I mean, since college. And, you know, anyway, won't go down that dark path. Good for you. Yeah. But the mom friends that I had, the community of wine drinking mom friends, right? The sad kind of part is that we've lost touch, right? Yeah. (laughs) But the good side of that is I'm finding beautiful other moms out there that don't numb out with wine and we have tons in common. And so for me, it's like opening the door to a whole nother world. I don't have to sit at home drinking wine, hating my life. Like there's so much happiness out there and I am so ready to go get more of it. So you were so
0: inspirational, Jennifer. (laughs) Thank you. I love your story. It's so lovely. Thank you. I so appreciate you sharing with our lovely community. And I know a lot of people are going to be able to glean a lot of good wisdom from all of this. And so I really appreciate you sharing with us. So thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome. Thank you so much for all that you do. And I keep doing your podcast. I love them. And I'm going to be a listener for life. So I have lots of learning to do with, you know, a toddler boy. So, (laughs) well, we've got lots of info. So come on over. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Thank you
0: so much. Thanks for joining us on the Peace and Parenting podcast. And we'll see you guys next time. I loved listening to Jennifer's story and the fact that she found empathy so helpful in her household. I think so many of us have found this to be true. Thanks for joining us this week and I can't wait to connect with you next week. Remember, if you'd like to support the Peace and Parenting podcast, you can head on over to Hand in Hand Parenting at handinhandparenting.org forward slash partner forward slash peace and parenting and find the Listening to Children's booklet set It changed my life, and I hope that it'll have an impact on yours, too.
1: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from.